Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Well, we hope you're enjoying the conversations as we now enter Mark chapter 5. And since we have, this is an action-packed chapter, we won't spend any time spinning our wheels here. You ready? We're ready to go. Go for it. All right. We have the uh, Matthew 5. We pick up the demon-possessed, excuse me, Mark 5. We pick up the demon-possessed man. And we'll, we're going to work through, we're going to exposit or talk about the text as we go through. So okay. instead, just little bites and stuff like that, because this is going to go on for, you know, it four is. or four hours, but it, hopefully it'll bless your spirit, your soul, <laughs> and your day. Uh, then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadareans, or depending on what translation, mm -hmm. the, the, the Gerasians. Uh, uh, and when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the out of the tomb, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tomb and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was uh, in the mountains and in the tubes crying out and cutting himself with stones when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, come out of the, of the man, unclean spirit. Okay. okay. The... Um, The, the man being uh, among the, the tombs is just heavy with um, all, all kinds of Im implications, especially when you're talking about people of the Jewish faith right. yes. you know, and their ceremonial laws and, and different things that, that were uh, around him. This man was in the tomb because of the fact that he... I guess today maybe we'd say he had a psychopathy, and so he had some problems there, and he couldn't control himself, and so he was a danger not only to himself, but he was a danger to others, and so already you people you that are listening probably saying that that's my block that's my mm -hmm. neighborhood that, that's my city that's been my life come on talk to me about <laughs> this now you know and, and so he's letting you know that, that this man is in a bad situation and not only was he in a bad situation his situation would never change as long as he was where he was because of the fact that in, in Jewish faith you didn't touch dead people uh, um, or, oh, yeah. or dead things. 
um, because it made you ceremonially unclean. If you were unclean, you could not go to the priest and you could not go in and around the, 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 uh, the, the holy of peoples in, in the worship. You could not do it. So basically, he was in a bad situation and that situation as it stood was never going to change. Right. Okay. And so he was there uh, um, and he is... He's crying out, we, we, so we know that he's going through probably some periods of lucidness, and then some some periods of, of manic or or depression right. or different things like that are going on with him. He he can um, he can display signs of unique strength and stuff like that. Which when you've been watching uh, television shows or cop sh shows or something like that, and a person is on certain kind of drugs mm -hmm. and they throw three or four people off of them, okay, so now you 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 have kind of the picture that's that is here with him, and he couldn't change the situation because as long as he stayed there, he could never become clean, which means he could never be in the in the worship. He could never be around the other people because that was the way the law was, and so he, his situation wasn't going to change. And and when he saw Jesus, you know, Jesus coming. And it's not just the seeing of Jesus with the physical eye, but those demons that were there with him. Okay. And, and, and as we're reading this today, see, see in some way demons are some of the stuff we, we go through. The addictions, the predispositions, the... the, the, the uh, um, the lack of control. The, the, it's, look at that this kind of way when, when you're going through it. The, the demon said, "Well, wait a minute. You, you know, um, they saw him too. You know, and so, and they're trying. The demons now are trying to, if possible, stand between this man and Jesus. They're trying to get right in, in the middle, so that this person, wh whatever, whatever it takes, will not come in contact." With Jesus, but this sounds like a preacher lesson here, does like that. <laughs> that they're going to have, and so that, and so that kind of force is working on us, us today. You that, that as you're trying to go do good, that Satan is just going to let you, you know, you know, you know, Patrick, you're having a pretty good day. You know, your last week wasn't as good as you wanted it to be, but you're on a roll now for Jesus. So I'm going to let you go this week and let you have <laughs> this roll for Jesus because you're on. You think you think Satan is ever going to sit back and say, you know, you know, Rick, you, you, you know, you're doing good. So I'm just not going to bother you. Go ahead. And just, oh, yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, it, it, it's like a, a wrestling match. When he sees us coming, it's like a wrestling match. And he means I mean to take you down. You know, because you're not, you, you, and if you get over to where Jesus is, it's not going to be because I didn't fight you. Which means there's many times when you feel like you've been through a fight to do the wrong thing. That's exactly what you have been through. You know, a challenge to get there um, to do that. And so, so that's the scenario that's setting up. He's out there. He's in a situation that he cannot change for himself and is not going to change for him unless there's some kind of intervention that goes on. And so Jesus, and if we read in, in, another, in another book of the gospel, Jesus knows what he's going, when he goes to the other side, those in the boat don't know what they're getting ready to get into, right. but Jesus already, um, as a matter of fact, um, um, that's why Jesus was headed, headed there. You know, he, I got an appointment over on the other side, you know, with somebody that needs me, and that's the need 
thing about this. So don't miss that point. He didn't show up there by accident. He showed up there because that was on his schedule, you know, to, to, to do. He saw that. He doesn't leave us in the middle of our challenges. Okay. So let, let's open it up and bring you, you in. Okay. Um, one, people always ask, they'll say, well, was this fellow mentally ill? Um, either because of organic brain disease, uh, traumatic brain injury, something like this, genetic fault. Or is this just an ancient way of uh, saying that? Or is it a real demon? And I, I'm going to go with the demon. Uh, the Bible talks about he had a spirit. Uh, NIV says impure spirit. Most of the time the word demon doesn't show up in these. Mm -hmm. It just will say a spirit and then you have to determine from their behavior whether it was from the devil or from God. Mm -hmm. um, and so our you know, translators put that in. The um, interesting to me, Luke is a physician. And so when he has Jesus healing people, he differentiates between epilepsy and demons. But, you know, he splits them apart. He, um, there's already an understanding, in other words, at this stage, that there are some physical illnesses that are not caused by demons. And Luke splits them. It's, it's not split here. But eventually we're going to run across Luke. And we're going to be able to talk more about this. But I did have a question. Because I don't know the Talmud or the Mishnah. Um, ne never read a book on them actually. I've just read snippets. When this guy comes to Jesus. I would assume. Uh, although not written. Some of his apostles are trying to get in the way. Because you try to block an unclean person from your rabbi and they did call him rabbi and so if he is your rabbi I, I guess what I'm asking is this at what remove is the unclean we know he's unclean because he's living among the tombs mm -hmm. if he gets and touches Jesus does that make him unclean I don't know the answer do we know the answer the, the uh, wow that that a neat question to ask and the best way to understand it is that when um, Jesus came um, in contact with the lepers mm -hmm. okay he moved among them uh, and um, and in actuality or like the one with the issue of, of, of blood right uh, um, gonna get to her he, he allowed them to touch him yes. you, you know the leper and now nobody else would because that was a contagious disease right. and they didn't know how to how to control it nor cure it that's why in this case he's out in the tomb and the woman was wearing you know and people would be wearing black you know if they had a certain mm -hmm. kind of thing and they had to shout unclean unclean right. they, they went through that kind of stuff and, and so part of the whole picture is that when Jesus moved among them and let him touch him because when they touched him, him he, he, he took away their defilement, but it did nothing to him. He did not contract okay, the disease. There you go. And so the picture is that when Jesus says, I can take away your sin, look at that illness now. Jesus touched him. He's clean and Jesus is not defiled. That's what the Spirit of God does. That's what what God does. That's who he is. And this speaks volume to people who have 
done a thing, certain things, a number of things in their life that they just can't get past. Right. Yeah. They literally can't get past, and it's, a, it's, it's literally dragging them. It, you, it, it sucked all the life out of them, and then they're dead. Jesus said, I can give you life. I, I can give you life. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, okay, I'm going to give you a crazy, <laughs> a crazy, crazy example of a movie that many of you may have seen, but it really gives you the point. Um, I, I think it's called Man on Fire. I think that's a movie yeah. with Denzel Washington. My favorite actor. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Man on Fire. Um, he, he had done some counterinsurgency work for the government, right. and, and we all know that, you know, you fall off the world when you do those things. Okay, so he, he, he winds up, I believe it's in Mexico or something like that, and, um, and he's tried to, to kill himself, you know, a couple of times because he cannot live with, he cannot live with what he has done. He cannot rationalize it. He can't make it work. Nothing. So, so he's tried it. And then in the course of the movie, he even, you know, tries to shoot himself while he's looking at it. But the gun does not fire the bullet. So he keeps the bullet. Okay. And I won't go into what he did. If you watch the movie, right. you'll know how that bullet shows up again. All right. But it's the little girl. Is that Dakota? I do not remember the, who the, it was. The, 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 little, yeah. the little girl. Uh, um, you know, she's trying hard to make an attachment with him mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and just be a friend and stuff like that, you know. And so finally, finally, his, you know, he, he starts looking at, at the girl. He, I have to take care of her. Right. You know, I've got to watch out for her. I've got, I've got to be there because somebody's going to take her life or take her away if, if I don't. And it's, you know, her smile, her life, her energy that kind of, you know, brings back, she gives him a little gift, and it has been forever, probably most of his life, since he's ever stopped, and you can see it in his expression, in that movie, when she gives him the gifts, he kind of pauses, and should I accept it, this going to open some feelings and emotions, so, okay, and, and so it's, um, and so in, in that, you see him dealing with those those demons and somewhere in it uh the other actor in there that had they had done counterinsurgency work together he's explaining why Denzel's care why he's doing what he's doing you know and they're, they're asking him I think the news reporter asking why why is he on this mission what is he doing he said he's getting ready to paint, paint his best masterpiece right here he's gonna go get those folk who did so get out the way and let him, let him do it because she showed him it's all right to live again and that's what Jesus is. Doing. It's not just the fact that he's showing us that, but he's also giving us the power to do. Because some of us, even when we see it, we're still so wrapped up in our sin, our problem, or the hurt, that we, and the fact that we can't go back and undo it. Right. You know, and, and the fact that that's always going to, people may not talk about it and stuff, but we wish to God, well, you said, I, can, I can take that away. I can make you whole again. That's going to be back there, but I can so take your mind and your spirit, your, your person, I can so take that and move and work with you to where that does not debilitate you anymore. It'll become a strength for you, for what I want you, you know, to do, and, and to get you to accept it, you know, that, the healing. That makes the, sense. G- great movie. Of course, it's Denzel, so it's a great movie. Um, and I won't do a spoiler. I'll just say there is a Christ event, Christ-like event near the end uh, where he moves from being killer mm-hmm. to more like Christ. Christ. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, another thing here that often people ask, why are the demons, why do they recognize him? And why are they so terrified? And my response has always been, 
Well, in the book of Job, Satan's walking in and out of heaven. They know the plan. Satan rejects the plan. Mm -hmm. So they know what Jesus is doing. They know he will come to earth. They, they know some of the plan, but they're not, they're not omniscient. They don't know everything. So when they see Jesus actually working out the plan, they've chosen the wrong side. They've gone with Satan. Mm -hmm. They were opposed to the plan. And um, it, in my opinion, I think some of the angels fell because they could not accept that Almighty God would put on the flesh of these tiny little insignificant things mm -hmm. and then die for them. It, this did not sound right. So Satan and his pride pulled some away. Now they see it's happening. And so it's kind of like in Mark chapter 1, is now the time? Is now the time that you've come to hurt us? Mm -hmm. And here they shout, what do you want? You know, you don't, don't hurt us. Don't torture us. Uh, and then Jesus asked a really interesting question. And you, you didn't get to verse 9 yet, but I know you're getting there. What is your name? The significance of names in that culture, very, very powerful. And there are some cultures, and I think what we've agreed to call the developing nations, that still you have a secret name that is known only to you and your parents mm -hmm. because the belief that if somebody else has that name, they, ha they, can, they can have some power over you. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus asked him, what is your name? That's interesting because Jesus would know these angels. He would know them by name. And I'm not sure the response given here is a name or whether mm -hmm. it is a, well, there are lots of us. Um, by the way, I think getting sarcastic or smarmy with Jesus is a really bad idea. <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem to me like a good life choice. But when people ask me, how did he know? I always say, well, they knew about this for a long time. And then when Jesus shows up and they realize he's serious, he's really going to live on this planet and do these things, I think then they got terrified. They backed the wrong horse. You know, they realized now... You know, back the wrong horse, they'd put their ladder against the wrong wall, whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. They realize what box they're in, and they're terrified. Uh, do you want to read on, or do you want to say more? Or? Um, so I'll pick up and read it then where you started, or where, where yeah, you verse nine, yeah. Um, then he asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, for we are many, and, and Legion military term, I yeah. think, of about, about 6,000. About 6,000, in, in, in a fully manned Man. legion, yes. Yeah. And that, that, that's scary even at the, at the outset. Uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in our forays today in, you know, into mental illness and disorders and stuff like that, you know, you, when you're talking about people or you're in an environment where a person has multiple, you know, personalities and, and, and you've been in more in that environment than I have, so yeah. I'm really a spectator looking in. But but as a pastor, I have been, you, you know, and and a person who had at least three or four a, mm -hmm. a couple of times, and even that, you know, was scary to me. I, yeah. I mean, I was way out of my wheelhouse, and I other than other than I know God mm -hmm. is in this thing here. Other than that, I I I'm looking for okay now who. You know, if there was a priest that said I dealt with it before, <laughs> I would have said, you know, come, come, come on, on, come, in, yeah. come on in. Be, be, because and especially when you start 
especially when, when some, I think they call it a crisis thing. It's when something snaps or triggers right. and stuff like that. And you start seeing them go through and, and you know, and, uh, and of course, then it, it made me really wonder, you know, Patrick, the people that grow up in the house, that, that live inside the same house with this person, how do they survive? Yeah. How do they? How do they get? How do? How do they go about? About life, you, you know how they do. And and a psychologist I was talking to you because I had to get some clarity on mm -hmm. something. And he said, Rick, have you ever stopped to think about the hell that this person goes to sleep with every night, and the hell they wake up right. with every morning? And that statement has stayed with me since the day. I mean, it's it's a part of my everyday reality to help me look at things differently because I never, I never thought. It's like that's the hell that they go, and and their only minor relief, maybe it's not even relief, maybe something that they they've been prescribed to take, and if they can't get that anymore, something that they found on the street corner. You know, to take those those edges on and I said, my God, we, you know, we, we we've got to keep God near to us, and then we've got we've got to do better. Uh, but but it shows you the severity, you know, of of this person, and we and I can't because the text just isn't clear. I can't wrap my head around all of it, but I do know. You know that um, when when the pigs ran off the cliff, you know it wasn't one, it wasn't two, it wasn't three. It was it it, it, it was a herd, whatever that means, mm -hmm. a large and and in uh, and, and I don't know if there were multiple demons in each one, but you know, but but this and so, but it's it's this whole we seen the bump the, the bunker sticker be kind. You don't know what a person is going through, right? And and I I am very much not for bumper sticker theology. You know, that's what we call it in the school bumper because normally it's not complete enough. Right. See, it's all right for that statement, but that statement has to have some other stuff mm -hmm. around it. Right. To, you know, like let go, let God, wherever yeah. do you see that just like itself? Yeah. Wherever do you see that play? It, it yeah. doesn't, you know, because you can, but you do that inside the context of a bigger thing that, that you're doing. Okay, and so... Um, and so this is a severity, the, the, the magnitude, the, the enormousness of his problem. Um, but God, God, God can manage this because he's throwing you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the really ugly at you. And he doesn't go off, you know, I mean, he by go off, I mean, turn around and run away. He engages that. And that's, that's the story of, this, of our life. The things that we're seeing now, the movements of people, things that are, that are causing us, stuff like that, we, we can't run from because if, if you have a child and your child has a child, child somebody with your blood is going to be here. When, and at some point in time, you're looking, how many times have you, have our audience, have you and your audience said, you know, the reason I'm doing this is because I got a child that's coming up. <laughs> and I don't want my child to have to, to deal right. with that. How many times have we have we we been there? For, if it wasn't for our children, I think we'd be in a lot worse. You oh, know, sure. because we're always trying to think about. The, I made it through, but I don't know if this baby is going to make it through the mm -hmm. way I did. And so, and, and thank God for that because it keeps us thinking. Is yeah. you want me to keep going or or, or bring it? Or, we're we're good. Um, okay. Yeah, it's. I sometimes just behave because I don't want my grandkids to be ashamed of me. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah I, I, but I also see the world we're leaving them, and I'm not, I'm not happy. 
we used to deal with mental illness much more effectively. We had hospitals that you could put them in and they would be treated, they could do art and the like. But another movie actually helped bring about the fall of them, and that's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And it made people think that's what happens in mental hospitals. Well, no, but it did. There was a barbaric period with lobotomies mm -hmm. and electroshock and such. By the way, electroshock works great for many people for many illnesses. That's again a therapy that got kind of destroyed by One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, which was a book, not a statement of how things usually were. So we shut down the mental hospitals. And the ones we have now, you cannot put somebody in there if they don't want to be there, mm -hmm. generally, mm -hmm. for more than 48 or 72 hours, according to your state. Mm -hmm. I even had people in one state call me, police, saying they got a guy, and he'd written a manifesto, and meant to do harm to these people. And I think I was number three on his list. And I said, so what should I do? They said, well, we don't really know. We can only put him in hospital for 48 hours, and we have to release him. Mm -hmm. Well, the homeless problem is really a mental illness problem. Uh, you see a homeless person, they're not. Uh, the media myth is they're just like you and I. They just missed a payment. Mm -hmm. That can happen. I've seen it happen more often than, than I wish. But the vast majority, mental illness, alcohol, drugs, usually a combination of these. And somehow we must become, you know, we, we release them thinking we're being sympathetic. We have harmed them. Somehow we have to have a better answer. But here, the demons are plainly afraid of, um, of Jesus. And what happens next is rather fascinating. And I'd like to, like to hear us go through that. Um, he says, my name is Legion for we are many. And he begs Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Now, the Roman Catholic Church, I don't know about the Greek Orthodox. Roman Catholic Church says people can be possessed, but not places or things. I'm not sure that the word possessed is the right word here anyway. If I understand correctly, that's not the word being used that we often translate possessed but it's more like being demonized or harassed. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they wanted to stay right where they were. And Jesus uses an enigmatic phrase in another situation when he says, when you bind the demon and throw them out, mm -hmm. they wander in waterless places mm -hmm. looking for a place to go. I don't know what that means, but it's a, certainly a haunting message. And these evidently felt at home in the tombs with this guy and did not want to be sent away. I don't have any theological backup or rather background to give more depth to it than that. It just is a fascinating, haunting concept to me. Um, but then what happens next? Uh, take us in there from verse 11 forward. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us uh, to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. 
Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to them who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from the region. Okay. Yeah. So many questions. Um, before I get to the pigs, uh, just an observation. Just like the apostles in the boat, when they saw the power, they were afraid of him. Absolutely. Here they see the power and they ask, would you please leave? Leave. I find that fascinating, mm -hmm. and I'm not, most of the time I can empathize. I can put myself in and say, well, I would have said the same thing. I'm not sure I would have. So there's gotta be a backstory here. Mm -hmm. uh, were they making you know, commerce on him? I, for example, one of the mental hospitals in London, Bethlehem Hospital, was such a house of hell in the way that the mentally ill were treated, that people would pay, they would, pay to come in and look and laugh at the mentally ill people and it was always so loud the the london accent of the day um, compressed bethlehem to bedlam and that's where we get our word bedlam even for this day for noise uncontrolled noise and activity you know were they making money off this guy or were they just terrified of what else jesus was going to find because there were pigs. Now, I don't know who the Gerasenes, Gadarenes, Gergesenes were. Um, do you know if they were a Gentile people or were they? they I don't, and, and there's, I haven't read any, anything that clears it up any, anymore. Uh, um, the closest is, is, is that they were not um, Jewish, you know, they, they, they were not that contact. And it may have been a half, a half okay. kind of a half breed or something like that, because of the fact that they were in and around, if you follow, they were in and around. And so, um, and so that's the best, and it just doesn't, doesn't go in, into it more than that. Uh, um, and, and maybe by intent, because that shows up again, you know, in, in the, the miracle stories and, and in the gospel. Is, is that it's not meant to paint you definitely into a corner and say this is that. It's meant to give you a cast uh, of, of something else that's, that's happening over there. Uh, um, but, but the Jesus coming, his, him seeing Jesus, you know, in, in the interaction with the demons, um, I have yet come to a good conclusion with, with the interaction with Jesus and the demons and, and saying, okay, don't, don't cast us out, you know. Um, right. And um, Can we go to the pigs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and why would, you know, I, if I had <laughs> been on the other side of the equation, no, we're going to, you know, I, I'm out. Mm -hmm. But the realization was them being out doesn't mean 2,000 less or whatever. It doesn't translate that kind of way because the, the, the evil and the authority of evil is, is still here. So you can't look at it uh, that, you know, that kind of way. And so, well, was he showing mercy? Was there some? I, well, I, first of all, I'm always surprised there are pigs there. Um, but agreed, when the pigs ran into the sea and drowned, they were now depigged, that area. 
um, demons didn't die. I think perhaps that aspect of the story was to show that the demons are not as smart as Jesus. They don't know the future as Jesus does. They're not in control of their own future, but Jesus is. So this is a story of Jesus meeting demons. Jesus best the demons. Mm-hmm. And, and that we can take great comfort. Yeah. And also the way that demon people act with terror mm-hmm. when Jesus walks in. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the old I bought a song out of the late 50s, early 60s, my boyfriend's back and you're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, because when Jesus walks in, it's like, okay, we're in big trouble now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, again, it's a very bizarre story, but I think, I think the main point of it is stick close to Jesus because the demons are afraid of him. Yeah. They're not afraid of us, mm-hmm. but they're afraid of him. Yeah. Um, they go in, they, they fall into this. Oh, I, I do have to tell you another story here. Um, when I worked in Detroit area for 10 years, I, I was asked to come over to the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, to do a two or three day thing on faith and science and culture. <clears throat> I did not realize what I was doing was going into a group that were agnostic or atheist. Uh, I thought I was going into a mixed group. Well, some of them used to be very well versed in scripture. And one of the, one of the young ladies said, Jesus did not keep the law perfectly. Because, and she referred to this. And she said, which is it? Jesus took away that man's livelihood and destroyed his property. So either he didn't keep the law or he isn't God and didn't understand. I, she, this offended her and proved to her that Jesus could not have been God because he would have sinned here. My response is, I'm not sure Jesus was fond of pigs. And if they're in an area where even non-observant Jewish people are, they know better than to have pigs. And by the way, that wasn't just a Jewish thing. Um, Much, much, much later, um, when Muhammad comes along Mm -hmm. and Islam, they're every bit as much against the pigs. Mm -hmm. In Semitic society, generally, Mm -hmm. they were opposed to this. But I found it interesting. She used this story to try to prove Jesus wasn't all that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, I think you missed the point Mm -hmm. of the story. Don't get hung up on the pigs. We can get more pigs. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever said that to you or not. Or, or it, it, um, it just, just a part, of, as you mentioned about um, over in, in the Muslim faith, with, you know, with the pigs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, um, but nothing in the sense of him taking away the, the yeah. life. That, and, the, and that is one of the part of the stories that you, that you, you, you you can't nail down every piece and say it's an exacting because it's not written for that for that purpose. It, you know, it's not written like a scientific journal that says that this planet is tilted at this angle and this happens. It's not. T- it tells you there's a planet out there that has some special going on, and and, and you know you and it and it goes on. You know, so, so um, we find the point of the story because exactly and. Um, and in, in here, there's, there, there is a concept, and I was, I was trying to grab hold of it in my mind. In, in the First Testament, in, in, there's, there, was a con- there was a religious belief that gods were territorial. 
Yes. Uh, okay. There was yeah, a we see that, that, that in Daniel. Yeah. yeah. That gods were territorial. <laughs> and um, and we see it. Um, there was a prophet, and the king asked him to come curse yeah, his, his enemy. Yeah. Balaam. Okay. To, to, you know, to curse his enemy. And the king said no. And then he, then he went. And okay, we know the stories of that. And so that whole plays out. You have to understand that because they believe that there was a God of that mountain and a God of that mountain, a God of that mountain, you know, and stuff like that. And so they believe that if you just move to a different location, exactly. if you're not being blessed here, you can be blessed over there because that's, that's the way that they, they thought. And, um, you know, and of course that wasn't the case, you know, and eventually Balaam has to deal with what he has to deal with and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Well, we're here. That there's some maybe of the flavor of that in there. Don't send us out, out of, of the country because the people would have understood something of that. Maybe they won't flourish over there the same way or maybe we don't know. Um, but there may be some of the flourishing there just because there was that concept there. And, and that was even a belief among, you know, God's people to a certain extent until Christ really was doing it. And, and in a sense, you had all these different kingdoms. Well, not all of them, but you had different kingdoms around, and they reigned over territory. So they believed that, you know, the, the God, and he's constantly showing them that I'm not that God. I'm not that, that kind of person there. Um, and then uh, uh, the thing of the healing that, that came out of it, when, when the swine leave him, then we see him in his right mind mm -hmm. sitting, and as you mentioned, and the people say, you know, like, okay. And so they, they had a man out uh, among the tombs living out there that was screaming night and day, that was cutting himself, that self-muted. Okay, he's going through that. And now you see him sitting down. He's got clothes on because he's not constantly throwing them off. Mm -hmm. He's having a conversation, and it sounds like somebody, but now you want the person who brought this about, you want them to, to go. And so when that person was out of his mind, was crazy, was this, that, and the other, you will find that he was out there by himself. But now that he's right, you want the person that created it. You don't want to have anything to do with them. You know, and if that does not sound like some things we move through, you know, in life now, I don't know what, what does. You, you, we see what Jesus is doing, and, and they're saying we don't want it. Right. Um, because we'd rather have him out there crazy knowing where he is chained up, although he keeps breaking the chains, you know, stuff like that. We're better with that problem than we are with this person sitting here now. But most of all, as you said, what does this mean for, for us? Right. You know, uh, um, had they built their games, you know, on the backs of people that they shouldn't have in situations right. they shouldn't have, what, what does this mean? You know, for us, or maybe all of a sudden they realized, you know, well, I, I know I was better off than him, <laughs> but um, but now that he's here doing that, I that does interrupt the social order. Yeah, it does. Know, wh what does that leave, you know, for for me? Yeah. And can you do something to me that I may not want you to to do to me? And you, and and this mm -hmm. is where this mysticism and this kind of witchcraft kind of ink, inks itself in. Are you going to do some voodoo over me? And, and have you? And some people believe that even in simple church, they believe that there's something going on with God. And I said, no, that's that's not what what this this is. And and so, um, but you have to. But people have a right to have questions and, and doubt about anything, um, just because we've seen so much, we've experienced so much, and then you have so many bad actors. Bad people out there that are doing whatever they they do. Yeah, 
the the shout Jesus is here is not universally positively heard <laughs> uh, because uh, there's some uh oh you know with some some of our lives yeah. we we're running up against our time limit but this last bit makes me love Jesus even more as Jesus was getting to the boot the man who'd been demon possessed begged to go with him Jesus did not let him but said go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. I mean, you're, you're starting a movement and it's a mustard seed. You need it to grow. You want people. You want them. To, and what testimony this guy could be if he walked around Jesus and Jesus goes, now tell your story. That would build the crowds. But this man's family has missed him. And that was more important to Jesus that he get to be back with them. We both were raised in, in different forms of legalism, but basically in the same tribe. Mm. And I can remember we had a man in our church that was um, a very, very high up in an, in an insurance field. And so a lot of times he was out and working long hours because you, you have to work the hours that your clients do. Mm -hmm. Well, he came to me early on at my time at that church and said, Patrick, I just want you to know I'm not going to be there on Sunday night because in our church, if you weren't there, you were a bad person. <laughs> uh, and he said, and I, I said, okay. And I didn't go further, but he felt a need. And he said, I'm so away so much of the week. Sunday nights is a time I know I can be with my wife and my children and we can visit and we can eat. And I said, I will become very angry if I see you at a Sunday night. Go be with your family. We, have, we took a blessing in, that in our nation. We can build a building and put a sign out there even to let people know what we're doing. And we can come to it and worship as a group. But we took that and then we used that as our church, as our sign of power. And then we took power over other people saying, you better keep coming and support this brick and mortar pay for the maintenance, pay for the, uh, pay for the preacher and all the other. We take blessings and turn them into burdens. Jesus takes our burdens and turns them into blessings and says, no, you don't need to follow me. You need to be home. And with that, we've got to quit. But thank you for leading us through one of two incredible stories uh, right in a row. And we'll hit the next one next week. But God bless all of you. And we will see you next week.